2: Hi right, everybody, welcome to the House of State Sports Show. It is the hardest working man sports radio as we are here on Sunday morning on Netflix. And it's our worst Sunday morning. Today. As we get ready to talk all the sports that are going on right now in the NFL, an important day. Because lots of games that are being covered here today are right here in their own divisions. A lot of division games today. Some good stuff going on here today. That having been said, Sonny Clark is going to make an admission, especially to his Lopes. I was wrong, man. I have a hard time saying this. I was wrong. I was wrong about your Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I have. It's not necessarily that I am a Dallas Cowboy hater, and I want people to understand that. Some people think, "Well, Sonny, you're you're ju- you're just a Dallas Cowboy hater," and the way you talk about him. Oh, you
1: know? that was terrible! Crazy knucklehead, of terrible.
2: And then maybe, maybe I was. I'm not sure. But for my locals right here, I I gotta admit, maybe the Dallas Cowboys have something going on. Maybe, uh, or or. They played bad teams, and then they played a football team as far as the Bengals, and maybe the Bengals aren't as good as what they are. Yes, maybe I'm trying to find an angle just to pick against the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know. That having been said, I am not feeling very good about the Bengals as— this is classic Bengal football, and let's let's talk a little bit about this with a co-host of mine,
1: good the good old
2: boy, boy himself coming to you is from Never Georgia. No it's Brian Tarvin from Weigh-In Sports Talk. How you doing, Brian? Good morning. I'm good, Sonny. How are you? Oh, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I got to find out, I, and maybe it's me, I think. I, you know, I'm trying to use my rational brain here. Are the Dallas Cowboys as good as their record are saying, or the first three games that they won, they're against horrible football teams? Are the Cincinnati Bengals that bad?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think you'll see it today. And they're just, they're not a very good football team. And you know, it's just, it's just the way your schedule hits early in the season. The Cowboys are lucky right now to be playing these teams. And oh the yeah, they are, and. Cincinnati will get blown out today by New England, and I just don't know. I just think still Cowboy fans think that Prescott should start over Romo when he comes back, and I just can't imagine you would do something like that. But I, I think they have a good offensive line. They, uh, they're they not making the mistakes because Dak, well, the, you know, he barely throws it past the line of scrimmage anyway. Right. And uh, so, well, that's it. I mean, they're just being careful with the ball, and they're –
2: they're playing the right team Uh, and right now and and today they got a big test here today they have the green bay packers in their er, uh, late kickoff which will be all over red zone and things of that sort. so we'll be watching that one this afternoon um that being said they're you know the green bay packers are not the cincinnati Bengals. they're not the chicago bears they're not the um the, the um other teams that they lost to just can't remember them off my top of my head or won uh, the teams that they beat um, and a huge huge game for the Dallas Cowboys I'm going to tell you right now and, and I'm and I'm going to give away my pick I am not picking the Dallas Cowboys today okay but if the Dallas Cowboys can beat the Green Bay Packers are we ready to say the Dallas Cowboys are for real I'm going to say if they beat the Green Bay Packers today this football
1: team is for real. I'm, I'm not ready to say that because I don't really think Green Bay's that good right now. And that's, again, when Cincinnati came in last week, we thought Cincinnati would get it done. But Green Bay should win the game being at home. But, yeah, I mean, Dallas can only win the games they play and do it. But I just don't think right now this early you can see the identity of teams all the way just yet. Now, we, we start talking about, December into November and December, and they're playing like this. Yeah, I'll, I'll be able to say that for real. But right now, I don't know. This Tony Romo dynamic coming back could screw everything up. It could it could change the whole chemistry of the team. So I don't think they beat Green Bay, but Green Bay Aaron Rodgers is struggling.
2: He's yeah, well, been struggling for yeah, a while. Now. They're just finding a way to win football games, though yeah you know i in that that's the that's the moxie of a football team is when you have the guy such as Aaron Rodgers and maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't being the guy, but you still figure out a way to get the victory as the Green Bay Packers they're three and one. So that tells you about the moxie of the football team, that it's not just Aaron Rodgers and they can still get the job done. Um, And when you look at the offensive juggernaut, that is the Dallas Cowboys offense. And I say that facetiously, obviously, because like you said, Dak Prescott is not going deep down the field all the time. Uh, He's going to be in within 20 or 30 yards. He gives away his offense. So the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to do some screens out there as well as get the ball deep down the, field in order to beat this football team because they will identify and, and this is one thing green bay does even though they don't have a great offense if you become one-dimensional and that means obviously screens in the running game for the dallas cowboys with uh, ezekiel uh, e- ezekiel back there i uh, i think you give yourself away to the green bay packers enough to where they can figure out defensively what they need to do
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. But, um, I mean, Prescott's right now, I mean, the game plan is simple for for them. It's not – do not get us beat, kind of like a game manager. But, I mean, against yep. the elite teams of the NFL, you can't really be a game manager. And that's exactly. like the Vikings and teams like that. You'll see they're not as for real as you think once the, once the schedule, once the season gets going uh, deeper into it. I just – I think right now these guys are managing games and they're – Letting their defense do it, but I don't know. I don't know, Sonny. I'm not ready to call them for real even after today. I want to see what well, happens when
2: Merle they're home comes four back. and they're four and one right now. They win, they go to five and one going into the bye. I mean, if they figure out a way to beat this Green Bay Packer football team, uh, you know. And, and but what you said earlier is right. When you go into de- when you go into mid November to December. That's when you can tell a lot about a, a team, and that's where teams really have finally gelled. They know what they're doing, and they make that playoff run, and teams that are pretenders and not contenders fall off the face.
1: And that's why I told people not to give hope up on, like, Carolina, for instance. They're 1-4. seems like they're still trying to find an identity. This is a team that played in the Super Bowl last year because of their division, they're never dead because they play in that division they do. And that's kind of like the Dallas Cowboys. They can make the playoffs, but this division not very good. I don't think Philadelphia is as good as what their record indicates. We know the Giants suck. I agree, suck too. I agree the there, too. Suck. So, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's it's all about Tony Romo to me. If Dallas can get Romo back healthy, I think they have a shot to, to make a deep playoff run. I don't think Dak Prescott can win playoff games.
2: It, it really – yeah it, and it really is lucky that the Dallas Cowboys are in the division that they are in obviously the uh, NFC East is nothing to write home to mama about when you think when you start talking about you know football teams and the east with the Philadelphia Eagles uh maybe they'll fall off maybe not Uh, You know, so you don't know what you get there. Washington's out of it. They've been out of it. And the Giants, you know, there is a three team push at the top at this one where the teams really when you look at it, because I I still think that the the Giants can make a push, even though I hate Eli Manning. I think he's the worst thing for this football team. Um, I still think that they can make a rush. They're two and three, but the Washington Redskins, they're three and two. Um, So, you know, they're a little bit ahead of the the Giants, but we've seen the Giants do it before more so than the Washington Redskins. Philadelphia at three and one and the Cowboys at four and one. No one is more than two games out of first place in this division, and that's a good thing about this division. If your team, that is not as good.
1: Yeah, like Carolina today, Sonny. If they win and Atlanta loses like it should happen, they're only two games out. And they played the worst football over six games that they, they've they had in a long time. Or, yeah, seven games it'll be. Or, no, six Definitely. games. But, yep. but you're never out of it until December. And If you're looking at December, usually if you're still struggling, you're not going to make it. And um, I just think sometimes you start too hot, which, you know, you peak too soon. You it in college football all the time. And uh, I think NFL is not much different than that. You start out hot, it's hard to finish hot, as you as you see every year. A team usually starts two and three, and then they make a push or something. You start five and zero, as we see some teams like the Falcons do every year, and then they suck the rest of the year. They're not built to make that long haul. They're not built to make a to play 17 games really. and and, and I think over the next three or four weeks, we're going to really start seeing some of these teams drop off that are up right now.
2: Yeah, and it's going to be interesting. Are you one to know? I am. I did pick the upset on Thursday. Um, I got plenty of people to, to say that I have. Um, I didn't yeah. get on air, but I am one to know because one of the things I'm worried about as far as – well, not worried about. One of the things I'm watching for is the Denver Broncos you know, doing things that they're not supposed to do. And one of them is throwing the ball too much. And the Broncos, they are throwing the ball too much. Fifty times you know, on Thursday night, they're throwing. The 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 Denver Broncos are not going to win that way with a second-year quarterback out of, you know, and plus coming off an injury.
1: Yeah, I'm one of zero as well. And you know how I feel about Denver,
2: sonny. Yep. So, it, you know, I, I am one and zero. I did pick the San Diego Chargers um, in the upset for that game. Um, so watch out for. I'm telling you. I I told folks. Yes, the the Chargers. They're a horrible fourth quarter team. However, if they figure that out over the next three or four weeks, they can make a fight in that division over in the AFC uh, West. So really interesting stuff there. Let's do this then as we go ahead. And we just lost uh, Tarvin. We are going to go over the standings in the NFL as far as all the divisions. We'll take a break. Then we'll get into our games. Two and a half hour show. I got to pick up my son over at the airport. So I'm going to do that. Uh, so we're going to do two and a half hours so um, I can get out there and still take care of business and t- uh, pick up my son at the airport in plenty of time. So let's start with the standings. The NFL, as far as the AFC East, New England Patriots, one, uh, four and one. Three and two are the Buffalo Bills and still fighting in that division. Uh, the Jets and the Miami Dolphins, both one and four. And, You know, I I still go back to the fact that there are football teams that you should go to and some that you shouldn't. And the head coach for the Jets, um, his name is slipping my mind, the defensive coordinator from Arizona that went over there. I'll remember it in a moment. He should have went to Buffalo. I I still say he should have went to Buffalo. So, that's the East. Over in the AFC North, Pittsburgh Steelers 4 and 1 Baltimore Ravens 3 and 2, the Cincinnati Bengals 2 and 3. And in that division, you can if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you better win today. I don't think it's going to happen. But you need to win today. We'll find out. I'll go over the stuff and I'll make my pick. But you have to win today if you are the Bengals, over in the AFC South, the Texans, 3-2. and 2-3 two. Two and three are the Tennessee Titans and Indianapolis Colts. Watch out for the Indianapolis Colts, folks. If they get on a roll, they're going to put a press up towards the Houston Texans. Why? Because that's not a consistent football team over there, and our counterpart on the west side here in Texas being the Houston Texans. And uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 1-3. and three. No big, no big surprise to me, although they got their victory going into the bye week, so that was good for them. Over in the AFC West, a very interesting division where you got Oakland 4-1 and and the Denver Broncos 4-2, and and these teams seem to be going in different directions as the Denver Broncos already lost this week, but they are on the downslope. When you look at the Oakland Raiders, they're on the op- up slope at 4 and 1. 2 and 2 are the Kansas City Chiefs, San Diego Chargers, 2 and 4. Over in the NFC, let's start with the NFC North. The Minnesota Vikings, 5 and 0, oh, amazing football team. Now, that is a football team that has overcome uh, injuries and still get the job done. Zimmer right now should be the coach of the year without question. There's not a better coach that's doing a better job with what he has and they're sitting at 5 and 0. Oh. They don't have their starting quarterback. They have lots of losses on the defensive side of the ball. You lose AP. you got to be in the talk for coach of the year when you're 5-0. Oh. The Packers are 3-1, an important game for them today, especially within this division to get this win. The Detroit, and even though the Cowboys are not in their division, the Green Bay Packers have to keep up. If they don't, they're in a bad state. And then the Lions, two and three, and the Chicago Bears, they're just horrible at one and four. The NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons, four and one. Now, this was a game last week I picked. I knew something was up in this game. And Atlanta, good football team right now. Right now. Right now. They've won four in a row. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I picked them last week in the upset. I got that one, two and three. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, one and three, and the uh, Carolina Panthers, one and four. Over in the NFC West, this is a stupid division. Because as bad as the Arizona Cardinals are, they're only one game really out. One and a half, if you go by this number. But the Seattle Seahawks, three and one. The Rams, three and two. They're coming down to earth. Arizona Cardinals, they are two and three, and the San Francisco 49ers one and four, they start Colin Kaepernick, which is what they should have done at the beginning of the season. I don't care about all this nonsense about the the protests and everything else. He, it, it, listen, listen, when you have those two guys out there, I don't care what he's putting out there on the practice field. I really don't. Colin Kaepernick is better than Blaine Gabbert, always been better than Blaine Gabbert, even when Colin Kaepernick did not have Jim Harbaugh insert him. Colin Kaepernick was a better quarterback sitting on the bench than Blaine Gabbert was. And this is what happens when you try to prove a point. Now you are so far out of this division that you might be a little too late. Although, Like we said, November and December, big times. Now, in the NFC East, your Dallas Cowboys sitting on top, four-game winning streak on the line in Green Bay. Don't be surprised they lose this game, and don't come down on Dak Prescott and anybody else in the Dallas Cowboys. This is a game when you looked at the schedule, they were going to lose. Regardless of who was at quarterback, this was a game that you marked down as a loss. So if they lose, don't worry about it. Philadelphia Eagles, they came down to earth, finally. They lost last week. They're 3-1. and one. Washington Redskins, 3-2. and two. They won three in a row, folks. They started off 0-2. They're on a hot streak. Now, the Giants, they've lost three in a row. They're 2-3 and three after, obviously, going 2-0. and So, lots of things going on here in the NFL. Lots of, you know, I, I don't know how you want to put it. Um... Lots of things on the line, I guess you can say. So, that being said, what we're going to do here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, we're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to get into the week one game, or week five games. Actually, this is week six. I keep screwing that up, too. I'm on a roll today. But we are going to get into those games as an important week gets off here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Do not forget... About your Rowlett Eagles. Your Rowlett Eagles are 7-0. and 0. Amazing for your, my locals. They have the Saxie Mustangs next Friday. It's going to be the biggest game of the year. Listen for the pregame show later on this week. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, and then we'll get into the games. Two and a half hours today. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. That's 5 Star HVAC Contractors, serving RELF 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5 Star HVAC Contractors. All right, back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show here on our Sunday morning edition, NFL week number six. An exciting week as we This get is Sonny the- Clark, radio voice at oh. your rally at Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas. Or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. All right. We are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, me. On that being said, of course, on the couch, Sports so week number six of the NFL season. A lot of division games here. There's some out of division games that are very, very interesting to be watching in this So that's going to be a lot of fun. Teams on the bye, two of them, Minnesota, who are five and zero, going to bye undefeated. Gotta love it. If you are, the, if you are the Minnesota Vikings, you've gotta really love that. That having been said, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not really a good time for the bye. And and that is too bad because I think this is a team I think needs to be out on the football field. I don't think going you know, going into the break playing as bad as they are, even though they got the win. I think they needed to keep going on the uh, The actual... What do you say? They need to keep going. And they need to keep that momentum going. Let's do this. Let's put some music behind me. Hit that button right there.
0: So hopefully...
2: One more down. Hold on. Let's hit that one. It's better music. One of my favorites. All right. The music will come in. You'll hear it in the background a little bit. One more click. All right. So let's get into the games this week here. We lost Tarvin. Maybe he'll give us a call back, but we're going to be looking at all the games here up on the slate here in week number six let's go to the baltimore ravens three and two you know if i had a producer i wouldn't have had to do that <laughs> but we do it all we produce we direct we host we do everything even the play-by-play of your ralette eagles on friday don't forget big rivalry game both teams playing so well and um so the Ed eagles this is for my locals okay The Rowlett Eagles playing very, very well. So, this is the important game of the week. As, you know, we can talk about rivalries all day long. But, your Rowlett Eagles, 7-0. The Saxe Mustangs come in, 7-0. Both are 3-0 in the conference. Or the district. So, Big, big, important game for the Raleigh Eagles. Now, let's get back to the NFL as we take a look at game number one. Talking about the Baltimore Ravens. They are 3-2. and two. They're taking on New York Giants. The Giants are 2-3. Now, the Ravens are second in the AFC North. As a very, very important game for the Baltimore Ravens here today. Because the Steelers are just playing great football, and they got Miami today. So in order for them to keep pace up there within that division in the AFC North, Pittsburgh 4-1, and Baltimore's 3-2. and Baltimore needs to win this football game today. And the Ravens, they got their offense. It's kind of looking good with Joe Flacco. And then the New York Giants, who... You know, they've lost three straight in their last place in the a- NFC East. So a team that really needs this win is the New York Giants to keep up pace, especially if somehow the Dallas Cowboys end up beating the Packers. So Baltimore lost his last two games. They fired Mark Trestman less than 24 hours after losing the game 16-10 to against Washington Redskins. And that's no great big surprise to me They should have never Never even hired Tressman, The former Chicago Bears uh, Offensive coordinator All you had to do is look at that You know work he did Over there in Chicago They got fired then they picked him up Something Doesn't make any sense The Ravens replaced Tressman with quarterbacks coach uh, uh, Morningham um, and from everything to everything's coming out, more balanced offense. Because Stressman was throwing the football too much. Let's just be honest. And that's what he does. He panics. And that's the reason why they get up there. So, now going up against the... New York Giants, guess what? It's a rematch of Super Bowl Thirty Five, where Baltimore ran away with its first championship, 34-7, to 7, and Joe Flacco was just out of sight. Now, both teams are trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. This one, the Giants need more. This could be that trap game. And this will all depend upon where the Baltimore Ravens are. Are they going to really be more balanced on the offense? Are they really going to be able to continue what they started at the beginning of the season? Because the Baltimore Ravens really had no business losing last week. They should have won last week, but they've lost two in a row. They're three and two out on the season And the first three games that they won weren't by impressive margins. So, whatever you want to do, you better get Terrell Suggs involved in this football game. Okay? And when you're a football team that you're dying for a win, it comes in desperation when you lose two in a row. You just end up screwing up out on the football field. You start making mistakes. So the Ravens need this win this week, and this could be that, I don't want to call it a trap game, but it could be a game where if they don't watch it, the New York Giants can come and win this game. New York Giants are at home. This is a good football team at home. And Eli Manning has been horrible especially against the Ravens. He's thrown for 330 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions in their last three meetings. And this Ravens defense and the pass rush, and as bad as Eli Manning is, they're going to try to force him out of the pockets where Eli Manning is not good on, on the run, and he's going to make mistakes out there, and that's what they're going to try to do. And the offensive line for the Giants have not been Great you not scoring a lot of points On the Ravens So that means Joe Flacco needs to figure out a way To get the job done So And right now When you look up front They stopped the run So now it's all about Eli Manning and company. So will Eli Manning be shades, you know, a shadow of his brother? Or will he be a complete opposite, no shadow, being the no-talent hack that he is? Yeah, folks, I said it. Eli Manning is not a good quarterback. He's never been a good quarterback. And I'm going to steal the line from Skip Bayless Eli Manning is Kirk Cousins with two lucky Super Bowls, and you can sit there and tell me all day long about how great he is, but he isn't. The Giants have the league's 15th-ranked offense and cannot get the ball to their biggest playmaker, Odell Beckham. Jimmy Smith is gonna be on him. So what's Jimmy Smith gonna do? He's gonna push him around. He's gonna get up underneath his skin, just like everybody else can do. And it's easy pickings for him. And while it's easy pickings for him, Jim Harbaugh better figure out a way to get that under uh, get get underneath his skin. So they can take away one of the main parts. You're not going to run on this team. So since you're not going to run on the Ravens, that means they put it in the hands of Eli. And folks, too many times. Eli Banning will show, throw the ball 40, you know, 42 to 47 times today, and that'll be the, that will be the downfall for this football team. On the other hand, Joe Flacco, the... The offense, they're trying to get back to where they were early in the season. But they better get the ball on the quick slants. They better get them on the screen, get the yards, and don't put this thing completely in the arm of Joe Flacco. Because right now, Baltimore, they have the league's 18th overall offense and averaging 18 points a game. And folks, I don't think that's going to do it today. Because Eli Manning will be throwing the ball, he might get three touchdowns. Three touchdowns equals 21 points. If the Baltimore Ravens figure out a way to put up more than 21 points on this football team, they win the game. is thrown more passes than any other quarterback in the NFL. The reason why they fired Tressman and that is because they don't have a balanced offense. Same thing if you look at the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, he's been handling the ball and really, in reality, doing a 50-50. Usually, it's 45-55, either way. So, Joe Flacco, he better get this football team up on because you're going to have to score 21. 18.8 is not enough in this game because Eli Manning will figure out a way to get the ball in the end zone at least three times there today. The Ravens got to be better. Whether it's obviously a field goal or whatever, I'm looking at 24-21 in this game. And right now I have the Giants losing this game at home. But I will go on record and say, if the Giants win this football game, it wouldn't surprise me. So Ben McAdoo is going to have to, you know figure out how to maintain all the pressure that is on this team in order to get a win against Baltimore today. And I just don't think they got the guns to do it. Rashad Jennings, he's got a thumb. I don't know. He's coming back. Is he ready to go? I don't know. And McAdoo came out earlier this week and said, we have a sense of urgency. Oh, that means Eli Manning's going to throw the football. He's going to throw three interceptions here today, folks. You heard it here. Because when the team is in urgency, like the New York Giants, when they're not pretty good anyway, but they're in a horrible division, but one team running away with it, obviously right now being the Dallas Cowboys, that urgency, that sense of urgency equals mistakes. Because the Giants are not that good at playing in an urgent state with Eli Manning at the quarterback. Now, if this means anything, the Ravens lead the series three games to one. The Giants beat Baltimore 30-10 to 10 back in 2008. And it, it, that stadium wasn't built but at New, uh, New York for their only victory in that series. So depending on what you believe, depending on what you think about history – History tells you the Ravens are going to win this game, even though the last game they won at home. I, I just don't trust Eli Manning. This guy is not a trustworthy quarterback that you can say, "Hey, we can depend on this guy to get the job done." And you can say whatever you want about this this football team. Okay, the Giants are not a good football team. I don't think they have a good coach. McAdoo with all due respect to him, okay? All right. He's an NFL coach. He's gonna he's gonna turn into a rah-rah coach that never is successful in the NFL. Ra rah coaches end up getting fired. And guess what? That's what's gonna happen. So I don't know. It's gonna be a tough one today. For the Giants and Baltimore. This will be a fun one to watch because you'll see a lot. You'll see a lot of interceptions. You'll see some defensive plays. Might even see some sacks. I just don't see where the Giants even compare right now to Baltimore, especially if they decide to get on that balanced attack on the offensive side of the ball, which is what they are trying to do. That's the reason why they fired Mark Trussman. So I have the Baltimore Ravens getting the victory here today. Next game up on tap. And I'm actually going to save this one in case Tarvin calls in. So we'll talk about Carolina and the New Orleans Saints here maybe a little bit later. Let's go to the marquee game of the week, even though I don't think it's very marquee. Because I don't think Cincinnati has got it figured out. And they're on the road. They're at Gillette Stadium. Taking on quite possibly the best team in the NFL, being the New England Patriots. Another great game for the Patriots' Tom Brady to come back, as we have seen, as far as the Cincinnati Bengals are concerned, they can't win consistently. Two and three out on the season. And in that division, Baltimore's desperate for a win. New England's going to win that division, no problem. So, who's more desperate today? I mean, I'm going to tell you right now. The Patriots could put a kibosh on the Bengals whole season today. And this will be all mental after the game. If Cincinnati comes out on top, If they don't get too excited like they won the Super Bowl and continue with business for the rest of the season, they'll be okay. But if they get pounced today by the Patriots, the mental state of that football team is going to have to take a long look at itself. Because they have been playing horrible football. Andy Dalton losing to the Dallas Cowboys last week at Dak Prescott. That, that game should not even have been a thought. That game should have been a win for the Cincinnati Bengals, and they lay an egg. Now they got to go in and try to figure out how to beat the best team in the NFL at Gillette Stadium. So, you know, Brandon LaFell, I, you know, I don't know. You know, everybody's saying, you know, he knows that offense. Listen, Brandon LaFell, okay, played for the Patriots, and he he was a cog, there's no question. But knowing what he needs to do, what a football team needs to do in order to get a win against the Patriots, I don't think so. I'm not falling for it. I mean, he played two seasons... And you know he knows Belichick, and Belichick. You know, listen, he's worrying about. And remember, this is Bill Belichick. Brandon LaFell is a pimple on the ass of Bill Belichick's world. Meaning all he's going to do is pop it and get rid of it. And that's what you know. So I, I don't. All this talk about Brandon LaFell. Listen. Brandon LaFell is a wide receiver. Bill Belichick is a defensive expert. You don't think Bill Belichick can close down Brandon LaFell? Ha! So, I don't want to hear about it. And now Tom Brady going home for the first time. He was on the road against the uh the Browns got the easy victory. So, you know, I don't know. So right now, when you look at this Cincinnati Bengal team, okay, in 2004, the New England Patriots were coming off bad losses against, get this, the Dolphins and the Chiefs. First time they lost two games in a row. Forever, and everybody decided that the Patriots are dead, and then they just came and whooped on the the the, the Bengals. So that having been said, Tom Brady, different situation today, and all you got to do. Just remember a dominant performance by Tom Brady and the Patriots when they routed the Bengals thirty or uh, forty three to seventeen, and putting them in for another in the Super Bowl for another Super Bowl title. So. I I can't believe a lot of people are talking about Brandon LaFell. Listen, Brandon LaFell has 21 catches, 276 yards, and two touchdowns this year. Okay, he's really racking it up. So I don't want to hear any more talk about how the Bengals have an advantage because Brandon LaFell played there for the last two seasons. He will be taken out of this game immediately. because Bill Belichick the last thing he'll do is let Brandon LaFell beat him so the Bengals don't expect LaFell to go back to his 2014 form either if they do they need to get their heads examined because listen 74 catches 959 yards back in 2014 seven touchdowns for New England Listen, when you're getting that production in New England, you, you are making a you're making your presence known. The problem is he plays for the Bengals now. Listen, I was looking up information about this game. And usually when there's a lot to talk about, you will get these long articles and you can read up on them. And I do. I go through and I read articles after articles getting ready for this show. I really do. On Saturday night, I just sit and I just read articles on the NFL, obviously prepping for the show. Folks, there's not a lot out there on this game. Why? Because the Patriots are going to beat the snot out of the Bengals today. Because... Main reason, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton as much as I like Andy McDul- or Andy Dalton, I love him. I think he is one of, if he was on a different team, my gosh, what could he do? Could you imagine if the Dallas Cowboys actually uh, drafted him five seasons ago? Who would the be? The backup quarterback, Andy Dalton? That would be great for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't even want to hear about Oh, I'm so glad we didn't. We got that Prescott now. Let me tell you something. This whole town would be crazy not having Andy Dalton as the backup quarterback in Dallas after graduating from TCU and putting them on the freaking map. Although Gary Patterson had a lot to say about that. Cincinnati, they're 2-3. They haven't and won in New England since, get this, 1986. If you like history stats, there's one for you. The Patriots have won 9 of 11 in the last meetings at home against this football team. And the last time Cincinnati won was 1986. Winning at Gillette Stadium, I'm going to tell you right now, it's almost impossible. But after the loss at Dallas, the Bengals have got to come out and respond and make themselves known especially in that division. If they don't, folks, I'm going to tell you, Cincinnati, I had this team go into the Super Bowl. Mark that. No, mark that. I had them losing, obviously, to the Patriots because the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, so I had them in the AFC Championship game. They're not even going to make the playoffs at this round. And they're going to lose today. And if you are the Patriots you use this game to get Tom Brady up the speed now because anything that it, because when you look at the Patriots and the Patriots obviously are the cats meow in the NFL I know there are teams five and O four and one out there but I'm sorry the New England Patriots they are the football team they are the team that is going to be set. They don't get the buy until week number nine. So, but this game right here will set this football team, the Patriots, up for a slobber knocker that's going to happen in Pittsburgh next week. And then it doesn't get much easier as the Patriots go back up on the road again and play the Buffalo Bills for the second time. And they got to figure out how to get the victory there because they lost in Gillette Stadium against the Buffalo Bills. So the Patriots need this game. The Patriots need to get Tom Brady up to speed to get ready for the Pittsburgh Steelers because that's a totally different football team out there. The Patriots are averaging 22.8 points a game. They're averaging, and and that's 17th in the NFL. Okay, they're still 4-1. 377.2 377.2 yards. That's seventh best in the NFL. They're passing is 14th best in the NFL with 249, but that could all change. Rushing their fourth, 128. Ah, do you think they depended on the rushing game a little bit without Tom Brady? I mean, losing quarterback after quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. Of course. So, big time stuff there. And by the way, and Tom Brady is so focused. He he doesn't even want to talk about locker room talk from from Donald Trump. He don't care. Why should he? And so you look out for that. I mean, Brady Brady 403 yards, three touchdowns in his return game against a horrible Cleveland football team. You expected that, and it's the way it should be. But looking at the, the Bengals, okay, the Bengals are scoring 18 points a game as well, okay, 18.4. I mean, when you look at the numbers, the Patriots should win this game just by what's going on on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, 377 yards for the Patriots, 366 for the Bengals, and that's ninth in the NFL. Fourth in passing, 282 yards, 83 yards rushing. That folks, that's second or third worst in the NFL. 83 yards a game. So it, you you've got to figure out what you're going to do offensively if you're the Bengals. But one thing you got to do is you got to get the ball to the guy that makes a big difference for your football team AJ Green is a talent. you better get him the ball and if you don't you know you lose games to the Dallas Cowboys by two touchdowns. 14 to 28 they lost that game 28 to 14 Bengals lost after tearing into Miami but who doesn't? So, Evert's uh, uh, the, the, um, tight end, he's not going to be in for the game. He's been ruled out. And, and um, Dez is questionable. He might be into this game. Who knows? But an interesting week here for a football team that has got to move on. Now, let's head into, I, by the way, I have New England. Next game that's up on board, an 0-5 football team, losers of five games in a row being your Cleveland Browns, going against the Tennessee Titans, which, by the way, folks, watch out for the Tennessee Titans, okay? And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not going to say they're going to go and do anything wonderful, okay, but they're second in the division. They've, they won last week, and, you know, I, I like I said, I I don't think the Tennessee Titans are anything to write home to mama about, but they're beginning to figure out an identity. They're scoring 18 points a game. That is horrible. Third worst in the NFL. They're 14th throwing the ball, or, you know, in total yards, 358. Throwing the ball, they're only the worst team in the NFL. Again third worst in the the NFL 209 yards But what they're doing Is rushing the football 146 yards on the ground That's second in the NFL And the Titans Not a good football team But if they maintain a running game Obviously with DeMarco Murray Dallas Cowboy fans know And others They're going to be huge for this football team And a win here is huge for the Tennessee Titans. As if the Houston Texans lose, they're both going to be 3-3. Three and three, And the Indianapolis Colts are knocking on the door. If they win, they'll be 3-3. Three and three. So interesting week here for the AFC South. And this game has big-time implications on it for the Tennessee Titans. The only one that's really out of it is Jacksonville. And watch out, Jacksonville's only one game out of being second place. So, you know, that's a horrible division that they are. Texans lost last week. The Titans, Colts, and Jaguars all won last week. So, if you're the Texans, you better figure out a way to get a win here. But the Titans, man... A football team that doesn't seem to get it. Doesn't seem that but they they're lucky. Why? Because they get the worst team in the NFL. Okay, second worst to the Chicago Bears. They're averaging seventeen point four points a game, only three hundred and forty nine yards a game. Seventeen point four is 29th in the NFL They're 20th in total yards at 349 They're 26th in passing yards But they're 5th in rushing So You know I don't know Hugh Jackson I like But here's what I do like Cody Kessler I've seen this guy up close and personal I saw him at the skills challenge that they had over the holiday season Over at Cowboy Stadium AT&T Stadium I saw this guy up close and personal. He's big. He's strong. And if the Browns are smart, they keep him in there for the rest of the year. Listen, the Browns, they know they're 0-5. They're out of it already. They're done. I mean, grab a fork. I mean, they would have to go on a winning streak, sort of like the Carolina Panthers winning the eight in a row in order for them to make the playoffs. It's just not going to happen. So keep Cody Kessler in there. Get this guy. Figure out if he can be. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the Cleveland Browns will make a mistake taking out Cody Kessler. Regardless, you, you grafted him for a reason. You know where you are in this season. You know you're not making the playoffs. You obviously can't say it publicly. But, my God, if you're the Browns, the writing was on the wall after week number one, for God's sake. So don't screw around and get Cody Kessler in there and let him play. And let him do what he can do best. Cody Kessler needs to learn the game. He needs to learn the speed. Give him an opportunity. And, folks, I'm going to tell you, I like what I'm seeing here. I mean, I can go all over the stats and everything else in this game. I, I just, you know, the Browns are so bad. The Tennessee Titans are so good. But, folks, folks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on the line here today. This is going to be a very close game. I mean, I'm talking about within one point. Cody Kessler is going to keep him in the game. Browns going to lose today. Titans, they're going to win. There are two different directions. But Cody Kessler is going to keep him in this football game. Terrell Pryor has played well at the wide receiver position. There's a lot of stuff going on For this football team as they move forward And Cleveland has played Five quarterbacks Since the opening week Robert Griffin Out for the year Shoulder Josh McCown Gone Shoulder Just resumed practicing this week Cody Kessler he was knocked out last week, and then the waiver wire Charlie Whitehurst out with a knee was released after the injury settlement on Tuesday. But Cody Kessler is going to get the start. Notice how they're not even putting Terrell Pryor in there, a guy that played the quarterback position. So depending on Cody Kessler and his ribs and his chest, he should get the start this week. That's another problem. That's why they don't. But I think Cody Kessler is going to keep this game close if he starts. And, and I'm going to tell you right now there's a, Brandon Dowdy, okay, is on, on the freaking practice squad for the Miami Dolphins. Something to look at, I guess. Now, here is our game. I'm going to save for later in case. Mike Quervo gives me a callback. Okay, we're not going to talk about right now the Chicago Bears taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is that team rivalry, or I'm sorry, host rivalry game. Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chicago Bears. My Jaguars against the Bears. We're not going to talk about that until... Cuervo calls in. He If he does, it's usually towards the end of the hour, or hopefully he will get in there. And I'm sending him out a message that we're going to only be on t- until 1030 because I got to go pick up my son at the airport. So then we'll jump back into the Carolina Panthers. They're one and four. And I lost my music. Someone needed to tell me, Sonny, you lost your music. So, Carolina Panthers, one and four, taking on New Orleans Saints. Big time game here today for both within this division. What's going to happen? As a matter of fact, I shouldn't do that. I should go ahead because we need to go into a break. All right, so we'll do that. We're going to go into a break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we will talk about Carolina and the Saints. We'll do that after the break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, we'll be right back. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive-through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, Amazing people serving amazing drinks, amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty? The Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel jam. So make sure you check out Scooters Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive-thru so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooters Coffee located in Rowlett. Buying or selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059. Or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not I, At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special, two weeks and a free uniform for nineteen ninety-nine. That's right, nineteen ninety-nine gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done? Residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified, licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course, Give Allen Bauer Electric a call at 214 356 0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. We are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show It's me, Sonny Clark The hardest working man in sports radio As we are here We're going to wait on the Jaguar game And wait for my co-hosts As we are duking it out this week Although I am a Bears fan I am a Jaguar fan first That's my team I call the Jaguar my team But I'm a Bears fan So, But I still it's going to be a good duke out. It's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Let's talk about the next game up on the cart here. for The Carolina Panthers, 1-4. and four. They're fourth and eighth in the NFC South. And the Saints are 1-3. and three. They're third in the NFC South. And this is a game where the Carolina Panthers got to put it together. And from what Tarvin was saying, his co-host here on the show, he thinks that the Carolina Panthers might be moving up to make a play here. And I don't know. Man, Carolina just looking bad. New Orleans Saints not looking much better. And Cam Newton, he wants to get healthy. And um, this is going to be interesting. He gets a New Orleans Saints defense that is god-awful. And Newton sat out last week. After that 17 to 14 loss to the Bucks last week. The Buccaneers. Can't afford to lose this game because it's a division game. So the concussion. Has it scrambled his brain enough to where he's not gonna play? Well, I mean, but it is the Saint defense and it, it it is so bad. So Ron Rivera Saying that he, he he's not promising that Cam Newton's going to start against one of the... But if he does... By the way, just to let you know, defense for the Saints is giving up 422.8 yards a game and 32 points a game. Oh, man. Oh, man. That, that is like opening up a can of whoop-ass for Cam Newton. I mean, if Cam Newton can't win this game, if he starts, regardless if he's concussed or not, it's little really crazy. I don't know. I didn't see him on the injury list. I'm expecting Cam Newton to play this game. But one and four, they are in the cellar, losing games in the Division. Division games, you can't lose, especially in this division. You know, after going 15-1 last year, they're 1-4. So, I don't know if you remember the wild card game. 35-34 and over the San Diego Chargers that New Orleans was coming off. Last week, not, not, a, wild, not a playoff game, but last week's game get the victory. That was a couple of weeks ago, not last week, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it, w- it was really crazy. So Newton, he has really struggled all year long. After his 2015 MVP season, he has five interceptions with only six touchdowns, and they have Got to get this guy going They have got to get a grip In this division Use the claws of those Panthers To get a grip in this division Last season 35 touchdowns Only 10 picks And through This season He's already got He's already got five interceptions So Carolina They're going to have to Probably ground, get their ground game going, but God, it's been horrible too. Newton's got 147 yards on 29 carries. And the Panthers, leading rusher, is accounting for 24% of the team's rushing yards. That's what Newton does for you. About one in every four, he's rushing the football. And taking those hits. He has 13 sacks in his last four starts. You know. And let's just be honest. The Saints are loving the fact this guy's concussed. It's their only hope that Cam Newton is in 100%. And Sean Payton, I'm going to tell you right now. When he sees blood in the water, he turns into a shark. Wounded football team. But they you know, the football team made the Super Bowl last year. So will they and also don't remember, just a couple of years back, they stringed up eight games in a row to make the to make it to the super Bowl, you know, make the playoffs. They won eight in a row, they strung eight in a row. So Drew Brees, right now, having a great season. Three hundred seventeen yards a game. pass completions. 10 touchdowns, only three interceptions. Breeze has played great. The defense is not there. Two close losses to Carolina last year, and he wants to have a, a better situation. But now, no Josh Norman. Norman signed with the Redskins last year So it's a different situation for him For Drew Brees going into it And Carolina Their corners They're young But that's the problem They're young They're inexperienced Bradbury and Worley They're embarrassed Julio Jones 12 catches 300 yards They need to bounce back a little bit more than that loss against Tampa Bay last week. But you're going to have to you, – you still got to deal with Drew Brees. If you're dealing with Drew Brees, you're still dealing with the top five quarterback in the NFL, so at least top ten, maybe six or seven. So, but he's still a top ten quarterback in the NFL, and he is going to shred this defense. I think I think the Panthers are in trouble, and I, I wish Tarvin was here. I think they're in trouble. And it's the main reason is they lost Josh Norman and replaced him with a, some guys that are inexperienced and hoping they get their stuff together to where they can make a run. And if they don't stay focused, those young players, if they don't realize where they're supposed to be, that they don't real. This is not college football where you got, you're got you playing team. Players that are not even in the NFL. So you, you got NFL caliber players that you're playing against. You've got to be better than what they are. And Luke, I want to tell you right now. Luke, Keek, I'm telling you, Luke Kuechly, he better come up and play big. And I just don't know if they are going to be able to get it done today. It it may be a mild upset. I don't know. If you go by records and standings, they both suck. So, really, you know, I could have pulled out the old trusty couch potato quarter and flipped it, but I don't need to. I don't see anything on the defensive side of the ball for the Saints at all. So, what's worse? I don't know. I'm picking the upset here. I'm picking the Saints. I want to go Carolina because the Saints defense is so bad. But is Cam Newton 100%? And that's the only way he wins this game, by the way. I mean, with him him being at 90%, he's still groggy. This guy's going to take some hits. I'm going to tell you right now, Saints are going to hit him. Flags are not, the idea is to hit Cam Newton. Hit him hard. Hit him often. And – it will take him off his game. This guy is gun shy right now. This guy's taken some major hits this year, and there's a lot of things going on for him. I just don't see it happening. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm taking the Saints in this game. So on to the next game, where the three and two, L.A. Rams, surprising, L.A. Rams, without question. Rams are three and two. They lost last week. But I called the upset as the Lions got the victory last week. They're two and three now. So they've got a consistency on offense. some people say yes. I'm going to say they better just continue doing what they did last week. And this week, The Rams, they're they're even worse than last week. So with the Rams on the road taking on Detroit, first of all, Detroit's a tough place to play. They beat the Eagles last week. That was my upset special of the week. I thought that was going to happen. 24-23, they had that game in control most of the time. This is a bad fourth quarter football team. And the bad thing about that is is that a good fourth quarter football team happens to be the Rams. Listen, last Sunday, they only and I'm talking about the Lions, they gained only 45 yards in the second half of that football game. You want to talk a bad fourth-quarter football team, that's the Detroit Lions. We thought the Chargers were bad. The, the, the Lions are the NFC match, the mirror. So, the Detroit's offense failed to produce a touchdown against the Chicago Bears, against that injury defense, You know, I don't know. And whether or not Matthew Stafford can do what he did in the first half of that game last week against the Eagles, should he get the opportunity to throw like crazy, the defense needs to definitely pick it up. Because the Detroit's offense... Has got to be able to find the open man Now, Sanford did throw Three first half touchdown passes Against the Eagles But don't forget that the Rams Held the Detroit offense To two scores In the 21-14 loss Last year But different defense But the defense is still good So This is a fourth quarter game guys this one's going to come right down to the fourth quarter, and I don't know who's the better offense. I really don't. You would think it's Matthew Stafford. And I'm just, for, for better, better terms, this team's at home. So you've you got to look at it. The Rams are going to be all over Matthew Stafford, okay? They rushed the passer so well. They got guys that they can get upfield as well. So everybody knows when you look at the defense, you got Aaron Donald back there. Okay. He's an inside rusher. He, I, this guy gives people headaches, nightmares all the time. But out on the edge, you, you, you just got to go on and on. You, you just look at these guys, they are good. When you when you look at this football team on the edges, and that right there takes away the sideline game. So you know I don't know. They're gonna they they went ahead the Lions okay they signed Justin Forsett which is a big surprise to me, and I I don't know how much he's actually gonna play. But Detroit they're two and three. They hope they get um, their pass rusher back. They need to get to the quarterback in this game. Ansah is supposed to be back. Will he play? I don't know. Three games with an ankle, you know, and it's an ankle. Hate those injuries. That high ankle is, is a tough, tough injury that takes usually six to eight weeks in reality. And the Lions defense is gonna be out without their defensive tackle. Nada, he still has a shoulder injury. So the Rams are three and two. They had a three game winning streak, you know, snap last week. Buffalo Bills beat them thirty to nineteen. Case Keenum threw for two hundred and seventy one yards, but he did throw two interceptions. So the Rams, they also failed to convert on a fake punt at the 25-yard line while trailing by four late in the game. And that set up the Buffalo Bills to get that game-winning touchdown. That was a stupid play. Cost them the game. I, I I believe that. It may have cost them the game. And we could be talking about the Rams being a little bit better and one game better than their record indicates. I mean, the Rams are three and two. They should be four and one. But Jeff Fisher, I'm sorry. This guy doesn't impress me at all. And I don't know what he's done enough to keep his job, except for the fact that he's got his team winning uh, three. three and like I said, they should be four and one. Stupid move by Jeff Fisher. It, it just another, yet another reason in the long list that that guy should have been fired a long time ago. Making stupid mistakes like that and costing them team football, football games. Yardage at the 25-yard line? Duh. So, you know, the Rams, 365 yards last week. The Bills only got 305. That 60 yards makes a big difference. And the offense that was ranked last in average total yards at 282 and tied for last with Houston for points per game going into that game last week at 16.4 points a game were the Rams. But they're figuring out how to get it done. and, and But I, I just, you know, Todd Gurley, 140 yards, two touchdowns against Detroit last year. Will that come back into play? And I think he could have probably got more. That's how good Gurley is. But that's how bad the Detroit Lions defense was last year. Los Angeles Rams defense took a big hit against Buffalo, okay, I think it was Johnson, that ankle injury sidelined him for this week's game. So they are not going to get Tremaine Johnson out on the football field for the Rams. He did return a pick six against Matthew Stafford last year. But Troy Hill is going to be his replacement. And listen. Yeah. He's just not the same guy. And then they go ahead and get to wing uh, grants from Jacksonville. After they cut him Their their depth is going to be huge there. It, and it's not as good as it used to be. Corner is going to be tough. And I look at this game, everything telling me right now, the Rams should win this game, and so I'm going against that. But remember, the Lions are at home. The Lions have Matthew Stafford at quarterback. This should be a football team that makes plays. This should be a football team that gets out there at home and can take it to against. Listen, the the Rams are they're, they're mediocre at best. Now the Lions aren't any better. But I think they got the better quarterback. I think they got the better guys out on the, and the better defense. I think Stafford can go ahead and shred this defense because of the corner situation. And if he doesn't take advantage of it, I don't know what more he needs to do. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the lions. And I guess it would be considered a mild upset, but I think the lions are going to get this victory here today. At home, Matthew Stafford, Rams missing key people on the defensive side of the ball. I'm just going to go ahead, and I'm going to take the Lions at home. Now, that takes us to this next game, a big-time NFC East matchup as the Philadelphia Eagles go on the road to take on the Washington Redskins. The Washington Redskins have won three games in a row, and they're at home. They're almost you know unbeatable in their home Stadium against NFC East foes. that having been said The Eagles coming off of their first Loss of the year first interception For the rookie now can we stop talking About it I don't know Is he as good as everybody Thinks he is I don't know Last year the NFC uh, East it was a debacle And the Washington Redskins Got the lone Playoff spot in this division And nine and seven record This year, you can say whatever you want. This is the best division in football right now. So, you, except maybe the AFC North, which I think is actually the best. I said one of the best, so I think it's the best as over in the AFC North. So, the first real showdown of the season comes to this game here today. The Eagles on the road. Eagles 3-1, and one, Redskins 3-2. and two. The winner could find itself tied for first place with the Dallas Cowboys if the Dallas Cowboys lose out on the road, which I think they are. We'll talk about that in a moment. But last year, Washington, they swept Philadelphia, and in the second game, they clinched the NFC East. But that game was in Philadelphia. So interesting situation there. The Red. Right now, the Redskins' defense, they really need to bring pressure all over the place to get to this rookie quarterback. Carson Wentz is a good football player, but the pressure is what makes young quarterbacks make mistakes. Now, Wentz hasn't made a lot of them. Here's the thing. I think Carson Wentz moving around in the pocket is has been huge for this football team. Huge. Doug Peterson... Leading this Philadelphia Eagles football team and Carson Wentz to a three and one record right now. And listen, neither I or Cuervo Tarvin thought that this Philadelphia Eagles was going to be anywhere close to where they are right now. If anything, we thought they'd be one and three, not three and one. So If you're the Redskins, you got to depend upon a rookie quarterback to get the job done. Cousins isn't a great quarterback. He is not a good quarterback. Don't fall for the hype. Don't fall for the. Don't fall for it. Carson Wentz. He's got an opportunity to be something big in this league. And one of the things that has helped this football team is the offensive line that help wins because they've been getting a lot of pressure, but the offensive line has been holding them back and they're getting the job done. And then the receivers, when they get that one extra second more, Everybody running the routes and getting open with that one extra step is the reason why that the Eagles are who they are. Now, Lane Johnson is not going to be in the game. Ten games suspension by the NFL, upheld this week, starts playing now, starts going now. So, he's gone. He's out of there. That leaves Wentz Blindside wide open. They're going to put a rookie in there that hurts from behind. That's an advantage for the Philadelphia Eagles going into the, or for the Redskins going into this game, but the Redskins, they're going to have to try to get in there and take advantage of that rookie. Now, whether or not they can or not, that's going to be the big question They've rotated players in and out of that defensive line. There's no real guy that's really there. And the same thing with the, you know, the other play, the linebackers, the outside linebackers. And take, Listen, you need to have consistency to take advantage of it. Trent Murphy is an outside linebacker. And he's been shuttled in and out. He's gained 30 pounds. I read a report. This guy gained 30 pounds at the team's request to be put on the defensive end more so than a linebacker. So that whole situation for them is going to be here. Murphy, right now, team best. Four and a half sacks in his third season. Only has had six total in his first season you know, two years of the NFL, he's got four and a half now. So the weight gain has been good for him. Kerrigan, he's got two and a half sacks, but he's got a groin and elbow injury. So Smith, this guy, he has been dominant after an eight sack rookie season. Doesn't have a sack this year. So there's a lot of things in play here. So, gotta have better tackling, and that has helped Washington. That's how they—I think—that's how they got the victory against Baltimore. Better tackling last week. If you saw that game, and I will tell you right now, they better make sure they tackle the Washington Redskins because Darren Sproles. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you don't tackle Darren Sproles, if you don't get him by the bottom. Of his feet, and you can able trip him up or get a hold of him at the waist. Darren Sproles is gonna burn you all day long. So I don't know Washington. They could be. I don't know Jordan Reed. He's questionable for the game. Um, he had a suspicion, uh, suspected concussion, and that would be a real big loss for Washington. So lots of uh, in up, air, you know, up in the air stuff now. The Redskins, they need to get wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. Oh, whoa, remember him? Didn't he play for somebody in green and white? Either way, they need to get the ball to him. He just had four catches in the past two weeks. So you got to be able to get this guy to be able to torch this. I, I just don't see it. Deshaun Jackson's older than what he is. And, you know, 13 catches, 283 yards, and a touchdown So, you know, he's not exactly ripping the meat from the bone. So, let's find out what's going on. Who knows? Doug Peterson and this whole thing with him as a coach, you've got to be able to take that whole thing and get ready to go. And you remember, I mean, the Eagles let Deshaun Jackson go, you know, he's saying all the right things, but you know, Deshaun Jackson is foaming at the mouth to get this football team. This was one where I, the Redskins are going to be able to hold the defensive line, especially after they lose their starter. Now they're starting a rookie. This game is going to be one on the line and the defense of the Philadelphia Eagles is going to get to Kirk Cousins. I have the Philadelphia Eagles win this game, not because I think they're a good football team. I just think there's some vital personnel missing out on the football field for this football team as they they go into this game. So watch out for that one. I have the Philadelphia Eagles getting the victory. It's going to be a close one. These division games are always close. It'll be within three. So they're going to have to get that job done. So Philadelphia, who are three and one second in the East. Third in the East Washington Redskins. One game is going to be a big deal in this division. So look out for that one. So next game, Steelers-Dolphins. I don't have a lot to say about this game. Okay, Steelers are going to kill this football team. They're just going to kill them. I don't care if Miami's at home. You can talk about whatever you want. And the the Lions, they're horrible. They're one and four. They're fourth in the AFC East. And the Steelers are they're first in the AFC North, the best division in football. Miami lost thirty to seventeen to the Titans last week. Miami's one and four. They're playing horrible football on both sides of the field. The only place where they're getting any kind of good stuff going out on the football field is. The special teams, and they say it's about three portions of the game, but the special teams, that that's the only thing you're good at, you're never going to win football games. Key injuries, loss for both teams. Steelers don't care. They continue to win. The Miami Dolphins, whoa, watch out. They're just horrible. The Miami Dolphins last week, they went into that game missing seven starters. The Steelers played the Jets in week number five, down four starters. They they win the game. And they lo- lost their captain on the defensive side, Cam Hayward, in the game because of a hamstring injury. I don't know where he's going to be at, but it doesn't matter. The Dolphins backups, they haven't been able to step up. And I think it's time for a quarterback change in Miami. And, and all this talk about Ryan Tannehill and everything, and they cut some of the starters for the Miami offensive line, if I'm not mistaken, two, if not three. I know of two, I, but I'm not sure. But I'm going to tell you right now, that offensive line now, you know, it, it, it's going to be huge. Now, they have Laramie Tunzel. Is he going to step up? He's got an ankle injury. He gave up six. Tight- he personally gave up six sacks to the Titans last week. Juan James allowed a sack as well. And this offensive line, it, there, there's it it's gonna be a debacle. It's gonna be a horrible game. I hate to say that, but because I want to see this game good. But there there's just no way. Pittsburgh is just that much better. And the Steelers are gonna route the Miami Dolphins, this is my lock of the week. Lock. And I don't even care what the number is. It's the lock of the week. So we'll find out about that. So let's head into our next game as I have the Steelers big time over the Miami Dolphins. They're going to improve the five and one. The Dolphins are going to go to one and five and everybody will be asking for coaches heads and stuff like that. Next game that's up on tap here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, as we are running through all of them, San Francisco 49ers are one and four. They're fourth in the NFC West. The Buffalo Bills are second in the AFC East. But this is a huge game for Rex Ryan, especially going into the next week when they take on the Patriots again. And they get them at home. The Bills need to win this game. San Francisco, but here's the same. I, I, and I said this at the beginning of the season. I thought I thought San Francisco would win up second in this division if they saw Colin Kaepernick. I'm going to tell you right now, Colin Kaepernick is going to win this game. The 49ers are going to win this game because they got the right quarterback now. He's going to get booed all over this football field. Colin Kaepernick ain't going to care. Obviously, he don't care. He renegotiated his contract to where he could be a free agent, and he's got, And that was the understanding, folks. You can say whatever you want. That was the understanding as long as he's healthy, he gets the rest of this season to prove it so he can get another contract, head to a different football team, i.e. the Arizona Cardinals. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is the move that should have been into place. Whoever on uh, see that this is the reason why the, the that coaching staff over in San Francisco should have been fired. Starting Blaine Gabbert over Colin Kaepernick was the dumbest mistake this football team could make. And I don't care about this stupid protest and all this other crap. That's irrelevant to what happens out on the football field during game time. Now, granted, this guy's going to get some shots. He's going to take some shots. Because of this protest, because of what some of these football players have, family members in the military, and some of these football players look at the military play you know, folks as gods. And Colin Kaepernick's going to have a rough game today. He's going to win this game, though. The, the 49ers are going to figure out how to win this game because of desperation. Now, the Buffalo Bills really need this game. And when you looked at the schedule, you saw the Buffalo Bills winning this game. It was at home. Forty ers not all that good. But now you get the extra added incentive of Colin Kaepernick at the quarterback position. 49ers are 1-4. And, and they've lost four straight. This is a god-awful mess for the 49ers. But they got nothing to lose. That's why that's going to happen. Buffalo Bills, on the other hand, won three in a row. It's Time to cool them down. That's another thing. I don't, I don't, I don't put any credence on the Buffalo Bills winning four games in a row. I don't see it, so I, I don't think it's going to happen. So yet another game where both the teams are going in opposite direction. But as the Buffalo Bills are going up and playing well and winning games as they won three in a row. They'll drop this one but and, and still be considered on the upswing, really. They'll be three and three. But San Francisco, this is what they need. Chip Kelly, this was the right quarterback to run this offense. I'm not saying it's a good offense. I don't want anybody to drop up, but I'm going to tell you, this was the guy that should have been the guy in the first place. Colin Kaepernick was set up for the Chip Kelly offense, and they start blaming freaking Gabbard. Listen, out of all the people in the world that wanted Blaine Gabbard to be good is me, as he was the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars for many years, and he sucked so bad I couldn't even watch this team. But yet the San Francisco 49ers thought this guy was the starter. The biggest stupid thing – I mean, geez, just look at the history. Look at the history. Colin Kaepernick – takes teams to playoff games and goes to Super Bowls, but, oh, no, play Gabbert's better. I don't care what they're doing. And the only thing I can say is if the management said, we don't want this guy starting the first four games, but if this is a coaching decision, Chip Kelly ought to be fired for that stupidity. Colin Kaepernick is 10 times better than Blaine Gabbard had no business in this football games, none, except in a wipe-up division when they're getting beat real bad. But, on the other hand, the Bills won three in a row after firing their offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, after their own 2 start. So, now, Chip Kelly says we just need to get something to get this offensive line, uh, this offense going. <laughs> well, they could have achieved that in week number one. Maybe week number two if you wanted to go. Blake Blank Gabbert, uh, after week three, he goes out and he gets one win. Then he lays an egg in game number two. Colin Kaepernick should have been in game number three. Stupid. So off-season shoulder and thumb and knee surgeries, and at, maybe that's the reason why. But still, Ka- Colin Kaepernick walking around. So it'll be really interesting, and I don't want to. I don't care about the attention that he is getting from the national anthem protests and stuff like that. Oh, and then NFL is gonna soak it up. Now Jim Nance was caught off of camera. Or on a on live mic When they are supposed to be out there he's, and, and here's one thing Okay and, and you don't know the tone from Jim Nance You don't know if that was a Was a Thing that's saying Well, you know, in a derogatory sense you know, If you keep the camera on him he's just, <laughs> They're just going to keep doing it Or if it was a good thing I can't tell Jim Nance, I don't know but what he's right is these protests and those cameras are going to be right on Colin Kaepernick. Let's see. I don't know how many cameras are on an NFL game, but I'm going to tell you 70% of them are going to be on Colin Kaepernick during the National Anthem. And that's what's crap about this game. This, this protest is going to overtake the game itself. And there's going to be booze everywhere. I mean everywhere. But... I think Colin Kaepernick don't even care about that crap. Five touchdowns, six interceptions for Blaine Gabbard. And they couldn't figure out how to bring in Colin Kaepernick. Gabbard threw two interceptions in the uh, in the Cardinal game, led to 10 Cardinal points, and that's how they beat him. So, I don't know. Anybody, I'm telling you right now, anybody thinks that these two guys are the same kind of guy, it's crazy. And, and the 49ers are not going to change the offense because it was built for Colin Kaepernick. Three game winning streak since 2011 for the Bills. Can they, and they haven't won four games in a row since 2008. They started off 4-0. So, Anthony Lynn has the Bills rejuvenated, I guess. You know, the rushing attack that's led the NFL this uh, last season and in the past three wins. Averaging 178 yards in the last three games to getting back to where they are. 5.9 yards a game, guess what? You run the football until you're stopped. That's the way that this team is going to win because their quarterback play is just not anything. LaShawn McCoy coming off his best games in two seasons rush for 150 yards 18 carries 8.3 last week in the win over the rams where they got the big win 30 to 19 they ran won the game because they ran the football mccoy right now is fourth in the nfl rush for 447 yards and 5.3 average okay that ranks fifth among running backs carrying the balls at least 10 times a game that's going to win you some football games Last season Chip Kelly was with the Eagles Okay McCoy You know caused a stir Before this game On December 13th To a trip to Philadelphia By saying that he refused to shake hands With Chip Kelly I mean So now we're in a different situation now Right Who cares? But the Bills, they might be be, uh, without um, Marcel Duras. And he was suspended for the first four games for violating the NFL substance policy. Uh, He was inactive last week because of the hammy. And he didn't practice this week, so he's questionable for today's game. This one is a tough one. You know... Because really, you look at Buffalo; they've been playing really good football now. And, and I'm not taking a stab in the dark here. I think San Francisco could have finished second in this division over in the NFC West if they had Colin Kaepernick week number one. And yes, they tried to teach him a lesson, sort of like the Cleveland Browns trying to keep you know teach Johnny football a lesson, and they always end up biting and snapping off in their behinds. And now the 49ers are one and four because Blaine Gabbard was better. Give me a break. The stupidity of some football teams just really amazes me. And this is one. So watch out for that. All right, we got 45 minutes left to go in today's show. We have one, two, three, four, five more games, six more games to go. So we're going to go into um, what, what I call a quick look at the rest of these games so we can get off because unfortunately i'm only on for two and a half hours i gotta go get my son from the airport so we got to do that so we'll do we're going to do this we're going to play the last ads of the game or of the show now then we're going to go into a firing knot line we're going to get these six games done we'll do that back here on the couch potato sports show and that being said we'll be right back At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales contact Renee Sheffield at 972 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repair mask call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common sense solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. (laughs) Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nestegadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. All right, we are money here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, on week number six of the NFL season, we're covering all the games that have happened or are going to happen here this week. And uh, just roll over the games that we've already talked about, give you a quick update on at least my picks. I'm already 1-0. I did pick the Chargers to beat the Denver Broncos, okay? So I'm on record as well. So I'm 1-0. and I went ahead. I've got Baltimore over the Giants. I don't think Eli Manning's got enough in them. Uh, The Carolina Panthers, I don't think they got enough. I don't think they got Cam Newton 100. percent And I think those Rooks are, you know, Taking over for Josh Norman, won't get the job done against Drew Brees. Big scoring game, and the Carolina Panthers have shown they can't score. The New England Patriots, I have over the Bengals. Why? Because the Bengals just lost to the Cowboys. How good can they be, and how much better are the Patriots than the Dallas Cowboys? The Tennessee Titans against Cleveland, they're going to go 0-6 from my man Cody Kessler. I wish him well. I hope he does well. But the Tennessee Titans, this is a football team that is getting the job done on the ground, and they're going to win. The Detroit Lions over the L.A. Rams, I got that one. That having been said, I, I just think they, they – Lions are going to be able to figure out to get Matthew Stafford to get the ball in the air and get the victory over L.A. Now, that's because there's some things missing on the offensive line in L.A. this game because of injuries. And I think Detroit will also put some pressure on the quarterback there. The Washington Redskins are going to lose to the Philadelphia Eagles at home, even though they've won three in a row, even though they're almost un beatable at home. The Philadelphia Eagles get back up on track in this game. There's some key personnel missing on the offensive line in Washington as well. And then so I got Philadelphia. Dead Pittsburgh over Miami. This one's easy. Didn't have to do a lot of thinking about it. The Steelers are going to win that game. And the mild upset I got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Buffalo Bills here today. So um that's gonna be my mild upset. Uh, Colin Kaepernick should have been the starting quarterback from this team from Jump Street, and they just screwed it up. So, that having been said, that brings us to today's game uh, that we are on tap. We are going to fly through these as we only have an hour and six minutes left to go. I'm going to just run over some of the things that I'm looking at in these games. Kansas City Chiefs, they are 2-2. Two and two. They're third in the AFC West. The Oakland Raiders are first in the AFC West at a 4-1 and one record and a home. That having been said, when I looked at this game and I wanted to find out, Andy Reid is a great coach. They lost last week. That having been said, they won the week before that. Uh, In this big-time division game, they face off two times a year, 57 times, 57 years, twice each year. since 1970 big time rivalry always entertaining aggressive both teams are um, usually I mean Oakland's been so bad and Kansas City have been mediocre now the Chiefs come into this game and off of their bye against the Raiders and the Raiders got a victory and Sunday's game again you know so you know This is an afternoon game over at the Oakland Coliseum. So we see it on that baseball field. And the last time these teams, uh, last time they played where both of them had a winning record was in 2010. Now it's this year. So Oakland also reached the Super Bowl in 2002 before losing to Tampa Bay in that game. Um, And that was the last time these teams were before that. So, you know, right now, having everybody healthy for the Raiders is huge. They're getting huge quarterback play. And for the Chiefs, you got Andy Reid. And I don't know. This this one here is going to be interesting. Kansas City Chiefs have, I think, gotten to the panic button, don't you? Last season, they were 1-5, and five, but then they won 10 straight. Is that what's going to happen again this year? Will they hit that panic button? Andy Reid, you know, two weeks looking at his teams and, and trying to figure out where the inconsistency is coming from. The Chiefs failed it. All three phases of the game against Pittsburgh, and uh, that wasn't even a game. It was an embarrassment. Now, last season, the Chiefs swept the Raiders, winning by 14 in Oakland and six in Kansas City. So, now, since Andy Reid has taken over this football team for the Chiefs, Andy Reid's record against the Raiders is five and one. So, when you look at Andrew Reid, you know he, you know you just look at his record against this football team, and you, you like what you see. But this is a different Raider football team. This is not the same Raiders that we have, and this young Raider team. They are growing by leaps and bounds, season by season. Jack Del Rio is the reason why. This guy was a good coach for the for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Played did some great defensive coordinating over in Denver. It's the reason why he got this job. So you know, when you're the Raiders and you're as young, you're showing you know impressive numbers. Those are huge. And, you know, you look at this game, Derek Carr, and, you know, this guy has just been amazing. And I I just got too much of his brother on my mind the reason why, man, I don't want to trust this guy. But this year, you've got to look at what they've done, and it's a huge confidence out there. But now, Jamal Charles, he's supposed to hit the field again. Now, he's one year, five days removed from the ACL when he plays today. So, Andy Reid, what's going to happen? Any setbacks? I don't know. I'm going to say setbacks, yes. I'm going to say if Jamal Charles was 100%, I'd pick the – I'd pick the Chiefs in this game. I think the fact that he is not completely healthy is the reason why I'm not. I'm going to go with the Raiders to get the victory here today. And, you know, that having been said, also, just to let you know, teams that are on the buy this week, week number six, Minnesota and Tampa, okay? Just to let you know. Keep you informed of that. So, I have Oakland over Kansas City, and the game of the week is up next, what we're going to talk about, um, big-time NFC stuff going on. And there, oh, he was just on. Come back here because I want to talk to Tarvin. Tarvin was coming back on, so hopefully we'll get him back up on air because we are. We're going to pop out of here very quickly. But that takes us to the next game, the marquee game of the week, 4-1 and one, Atlanta Falcons, first in the NFC South. Seattle Seahawks, 3-1. First in the NFC West. Games in Seattle. Dan Quinn took over the Atlanta Falcons in 2015. And he wanted to have a defensive-minded team, overhaul defense, and he's done it. And... For some reason, Matt Ryan's woke up this year. I don't know. But if you remember correctly, for those that don't, Dan Quinn used to be the defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. So it's kind of like a little homecoming going on and a little bit of, uh, oh, how do you say? I think this could be the game where coaches could be getting at each other. Listen, Pete Carroll, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how the job gets done. At the beginning of the season, I thought Seattle could be in trouble. And, and folks, they could be still. So, I guess you could say the stage is set for the returning defensive coordinator who is leading his team, the Falcons 4-1, into the Pacific Northwest here, Uh, you know, and this game's going to be one that we'll see a lot on red zone because it's an afternoon game. So right now the offense is just out of the world right now. I mean, you, you look at the Seahawks, they've been getting the job done with an injured quarterback and then, but the difference here is, is that you got Matt Ryan right now he leads the NFL with 1,740 yards. That's 10.4 yards completions. Um, Per completion, and guess what? Throwing 12 touchdowns against only two interceptions through five games. 26 completions of 20 yards or more, and he has 10 of 40. So, and 10 of those uh, 26 are for 40-plus. So, Julio Jones, you know, getting the 300 yards, came down to earth a little bit last week. So, you know... Two weeks ago against the Carolina Panthers This is a different defense And here's what I'm going to say I hate to admit it But I've got Seattle on this one Richard Sherman is going to be all He was all over Brandon Marshall last week Uh, I think it was last week Um, He's been all over everybody I've only seen him get Burton once this year As much as I hate to say it you look at all these situations with the football team that can come here. First of all, you think about it. Gus Bradley, Pete Carroll guy, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Now Quinn defensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. So, you say whatever you want, but Seattle has led the league in scoring defense for four consecutive seasons, including twice underneath twin. Okay, so and currently ranks third in scoring defense, only given up 13 and a half games and first in yards only allowing 264 and allowing 181 passing yards. Seventh and rushing yards, only eighty. Guys, you want to talk about a shutdown defense that can stop an Atlanta football team? Is this one? Now they're home. Now they're getting on a roll. Now they're getting Russell Wilson back a little bit more healthier as weeks go by. But then again. They haven't faced any team like the Atlanta Falcons, okay? Right now, when you look at how the Falcons have done and all these things that they have done, they've done – here's the huge thing, though. You look at the Seahawks taking on the Falcons with Seattle's first four games coming against uh, offensive units of Miami. Los, a- which, by the way, are 29th in offense, the Rams, 32nd in offense, the San Francisco, 31st in offense, and the New York Jets, 17th. So it's just a little bit different. But I don't know. You, you talk about a lot of things that are happening out on a football field. This is big. That Seattle defense is one of the better ones, even though they played teams that weren't so good. And whether or not a football team can get the job done defensively, you have to show up against teams like Atlanta, who has been doing what they've been doing so far this season. And if you don't do what you've done against those teams that I was just talking to you about, Miami, 29th on offense, Los Angeles, 32nd, San Francisco, 31st, and the Jets, 17th. Well, guess what? They get a little bit better as the offense here for the Atlanta Falcons is fourth. So we will find out if Seattle is good, but they are at home. Say whatever you want about that, 10th man. Say whatever you want to know about that atmosphere up there in Seattle. What you see is a football team that is running on all cogs. You get your quarterback, Russell Wilson, back a week healthier. And the fact that this, div- this is not a division game, the Seattle Seahawks, if they improve to 4-1 out on the season, that's just going to make the division that they are in so much better for them because I don't think the Rams are going to win today. And the Arizona Cardinals, we'll talk about them in a minute. San Francisco, I think they're going to win, but that's not going to do anything. San Francisco is pretty much out of it in this division. Yes, I said San Francisco 49ers are going to win. Yeah, I know. Sonny, whatever, I'm drinking coffee and there's no rum in it, Okay. No Brandy in my car. Nothing. No Baileys. Yes, I picked the 49ers to win today. And that also being said, the Arizona Cardinals are playing the Jets, and they're going to lose today at home. <laughs> so Seattle needs this game. Atlanta loses. It's really not a huge deal because they're going to go ahead. They'll, they'll be fine. So it's going to be huge. Uh, I've checked the queue, let's see here, and I got a number from the, uh, it, listen, I, uh, there he is, it's is Quervo. hold on one second, let me do this, because if I don't, it's the fine co-host of this program, Is he's finally here, and we can talk about the one game, and we don't have a lot of time, so that being said, as we are here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, we got the Fine co host of this program. Oh, you didn't know. In case you didn't know. You have better call somebody. <laughs> it's Cuervo calling from Yuma, Arizona. And now, before we get into this, because we're run- I've got to get off the air, uh, because I gotta pick up my kid at the airport, I wanna switch. I want to go back. I haven't talked about it yet but because Cuervo, good morning. what we are in a head to head. My Jacksonville Jaguars are taking on your Chicago Bears Um, in Chicago. Is that going to be enough for your Bears to get the victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars today?
0: Well, first of all, good morning to you, Sonny. Um, Good to be on, even though it's only the last half an hour. I know you said you got to be off 30 minutes early. Um, You know, all I'm going to say is I need you to do me a favor, Sonny. Call up Blake Bortles and tell him to not huh? light up the pass defense too badly. Because <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. That's what I'm afraid of. It, Bortles is going to have a career ugly. day today. I mean, he could have a career day against that, that poor Bears defense. Leonard Floyd's not playing again. Um, the secondary hasn't shown up most of the season. I mean, it's it's just not looking good. Son. It's not looking good for the Bears. But you know, on the bright side, you go down the you go down Lakeshore Drive a little bit, and uh, you got the, the the beautiful confines of Wrigley Field, where, where 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 good things happen in the city of Chicago.
2: <laughs> I got it. I understand. I it make. I, I get what you're saying. Yes, your your Chicago uh, your Chicago Cubs up one nothing, and they're and they're aw- awesome for them. So um, that being said, let's do this. Let's do this quick. Cause I want to get all your picks here for this week, by the way, are you one to know on the, on, did you pick the chargers? I did. Did you pick Denver?
0: I did not. I picked Denver. I picked Denver to win that game. You know, okay. I thought, I, you know, for a minute I thought San Diego was going to blow that game again because after the, uh, the second fumble that they recovered, um, yes. I was like, well, here we go. So here we go. But um, you know, the, the Chargers held on. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed.
2: Well, I'm not impressed. Bad fourth quarter football team. It'll hurt them all the rest of the season as well. All right, let's do this. Gunshot. Here we go. Baltimore, New York, Giants, Eli Manning, not as good. I have Baltimore.
0: I do too, Sonny. Uh, Giants look like they're struggling offensively.
2: Yes, they're not moving the ball at all. Struggling Carolina Panthers against a Drew Brees at home, throwing like crazy. Two Rooks uh, in the uh, secondary. Are on the corners for Carolina, who you you having this one?
0: Who'd I picking them Saints to win today? It'd be me, your co-host. Uh, I'm Andrew, right there he's with you. He's, he's going to be rusty. He's rusty.
2: And Cincinnati and Gillette. I mean, you know, going up against the Patriots, Cincinnati's not looking good. They're looking like that team that goes floundering every once in a while. And Tom Terrific is uh, back for a second game. Who you got in that one?
0: Yeah, only only chance the, the Bengals has of, is if Brady somehow uh, misses the game due to traffic or, uh, you know, he drank a bad coffee or something and got sick to his stomach and he doesn't play.
2: I understand. Now, the Cleveland Browns against the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans been running the football. They'll continue doing it over Cleveland. Who you got?
0: You know, you'd think this would be the toilet bowl of the day, but this this could wind up being one of those games where you're like, wow, that was a pretty good game. Uh, Absolutely. Titans at home, though. Uh, DeMarco Murray will probably go off uh, for another big day.
2: Got it. So and uh, the L.A. Rams, I have a mild upset. I don't know. Some people think L.A. should win this game. I have Detroit um, as, you know, Stafford, first of all, at home set. Also, second of all, finding different receivers. Uh, Rams missing some key players on the offensive line, especially on the blind side. Who do you got?
0: Well, Sonny, you mentioned it. The Rams are the worst offensive team in the NFL. I'll take the Detroit Lions.
2: And they'll they'll figure out a way to score, I think, as far as that's concerned. A Washington Redskins that has won three in a row and are almost unbeatable at home, but they're gonna take the loss today, I think, against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are three and one.
0: I'm with you, Sonny, and if Kirk Cousins says, Do you like that, I'd be like, Yeah, I like my pick of the of the Eagles over your Redskins.
2: I think it's right there. Pittsburgh easily I mean Buffalo's Miami.
0: Yeah, um I, I mean the Steelers they they don't I mean they can they can sleep through half of this game and still beat the Dolphins. Yeah, horrible football team.
2: Here's my major upset of the week. Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers who I'd said Should have been the starting quarterback at the beginning of this season instead of Blaine freaking Gabbard. Um, Fits the offense much better with Chip Kelly. Might get a little surprise in Buffalo. Here's my upset special of the week. 49ers over the Bills. The Bills have won three in a row. Who do you got in this one?
0: Uh, I'm going to go on the other side, Tony. I I like Buffalo. Sean McCoy is running the ball very well for the the Bills. That's their strongest suit is is running the football. Um, I'll take the Bills, but it is going to be a close one.
2: Rejuvenated Oakland Raiders team who've won three in a row are at home at Kansas City. I don't like the fact they've won three in a row because Oakland never wins four in a row. However, I went ahead and I clicked them this time. I got Oakland beating Kansas City.
0: Times change, Sonny. And and, and as Al Davis used to say, just win, baby. I'm going to take there the
2: Raiders now I, I, with the game we we're just talking about Atlanta and Seattle this is a big football game there Cuervo and I, I just think defensively the Atlanta Falcons haven't seen this kind of defense and Seattle at home 10th man I hate them but they also get Russell Wilson a little bit healthier one more week who do you got in this one
0: Yeah, I like the 12th man in the Battle of the Birds. I like Seattle at home. You're right. I think Matt Ryan gets uh, they slow the game down of of the Falcons a little bit. And when you got Sherman going up against Julio Jones, uh, don't expect a a 300 yard game from him. So I'll take Seattle.
2: All right, the game that we're going to talk about now for my locals, the Dallas Cowboys on the road taking on the Green Bay Packers. I've been called the Dallas Cowboy hater, but guess what? They even play good football teams except The Cincinnati Bengals who are turning around And being the god, the Worst team I could pick for the uh, Patriots to play In the AFC championship game I should have picked the Steelers however I had The Bengals. Bengals not playing Really good at all but the Green Bay Packers they're sitting right now They've just won two in a row but the Dallas Cowboys Four game winning streak they've Never done that and I can't even Tell you how long. It's not because I'm A Dallas Cowboy hater. This is the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau so, you know, and they're, they're just much better than the teams that they've beaten here on this four-game winning streak.
0: Well, let me tell you something, Sonny. You know, last, last Sunday night, the, the way they dominated the New York Giants, don't be fooled by that. The New York Giants um, are struggling offensively, as I mentioned earlier. I mean, L.O.D. Odell, Odell Beckham should have tore that, that secondary up last weekend, and he was yep. held to, what, 50, 60 yards or something like that, didn't get in yes. the end zone. Uh, the, the team as the a whole didn't get in the end zone. They scored nine points in that game. So um, I don't know if, if it's just, uh, you know, just struggles, you know, in, in the play calling, or it could be what you've always mentioned, Sonny, Eli Manning just sucks. I mean, it, yes. it, it, it could be a combination of both, but yes, whatever the case may be, uh, the Dallas Cowboys are a lot better offensively than the Giants are, and I don't know if the Packers are going to take them lightly or what, but I I, I like – Dallas's chances in this game just because wow. of the versatility of Dak Prescott and what he can do to mix it up offensively. You know, it would really help if if Des Bryant got involved. I don't know how involved he can be today, but um, but I think the more he can be involved, obviously, don't risk hurting this guy, i.e. J.J. Watt in Houston. You want to risk your star player, um, you know, for the benefit of getting a couple of wins, um, but you know, whatever he can contribute will definitely help out.
2: So who you got in this one? I'm going green Bay. Um, Not because I'm a cowboy hater. It's just these green Bay Packers are just a better football team. And Aaron Rodgers on the other side, man, that's, that's almost a given anymore. Um, Even though he hasn't been playing well, this green Bay Packers, team are three and one they've won two in a row and it's not because they're getting great play from Aaron Rodgers but they're still winning football games so that's the reason why I'm going to go Green Bay now because I'm because I'll put it out there I think the Dallas Cowboys are for real I you know they 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 win the games that are in front of them. They have no control over the schedule, who's playing, but they're still winning and they're gaining confidence as they move through. And this, at the beginning of the season, regardless who was quarterback, you saw this game as a loss if you were the Dallas Cowboys, if you were really honest with yourself. So, but, so I'm looking at it. Green Bay, who do you got in this one?
0: Well, I'm going to, I'm going to be going for the Cowboys, obviously, as being the Packer hater, I am. But uh, for the record, Sonny, I, I think Green Bay does win this game. Um, just simply, like you said, I mean, the Des Bryant injury kills them. I mean, you've got to yes. have somebody that can stretch the field out, and, and you're not going to do it with Terrence Williams. I'm sorry. I mean, he's not, not saying he's a scrub, but he's no Des Bryant either. So
2: Exactly. Um, the
0: only way I think Dallas does have a chance to win this game um, is to uh, get Ezekiel Elliott involved in Absolutely. different ways, not just handing the ball off. I mean, you can line them up in the slot. You can, you know, uh, get them in screen passes, throw at the flats, whatever. Use Ezekiel Elliott uh, to be that to be that neutralizer instead of your, you know, proto uh, pro style. Just throw down the field offense. I mean, if the Cowboys are going to mix it up with a quarterback like Prescott, then mix it up. I mean, get 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 your your rookies involved I and mean, you draft these guys to you know, make a difference on his football team. So, um, you know, use Ezekiel Elliott in different ways. And I really haven't seen that from the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe I just haven't watched enough of them. Uh, but I've only seen him being used in, in, you know, regular traditional style offense. Get him, get him involved in different ways, Sonny. That's, I think I mean, so. You picked the number four for a reason
2: get them involved with the screens, get them in the, out of the backfield. And I think that's, if they win, they will utilize that if they win. Um, it, and it just more, in the, more than the fact though, when, when you become one dimensional, um, and Dak Prescott, no offense. He's been managing the games. This guy doesn't go deep down the field, so the Packers know that too. If Sonny knows it, the Packers know it. So I you know, I, I think that's what's gonna end up happening. It should be a good game. And if the Dallas Cowboys lose this game, it's not gonna be a surprise then They're still, I'll put it out there. This is a football team that I think is for real this year. And they, they might just go ahead and win this division. The Indianapolis Colts are two and three. They've won one game last week. They needed it. Houston Texans, they're pretenders. Listen, Cuervo, don't fall for it. They're 3-2. and two. They lost last week, and they are pretenders. And the Indianapolis Colts, they need this game to get back in this division. And good football teams, okay, let me rephrase that. Good quarterbacks are going to find a way to win this football game. This game is down to... Because everything else is the same except the quarterback position because there is no J.J. Watts out on the football field. If J.J. Watts was there, I'd pick, the, I'd pick the Texans in a heartbeat. I think the fact that guy is missing out there is the reason why Indianapolis wins this football game and gets back into running, gets back to 3-3. Three and three.
0: Well, I'll tell you this, Sonny. You know, in our preseason picks, I, I, I didn't buy on the Texans. I had them pushing third, if I remember right, in this division, even with J.J. Watt somewhat right. still healthy and, and so uh trust me i'm not falling for it you know sometimes teams just get off to a hot start but then you know come november time we find out uh who the contenders are and who the pretenders are and and, and like you said you know today's going to be one of those examples of where we see uh houston to uh be a fluke in the month of september and half of october so um i i what i saw From Andrew Luck, even though it was against the Bears last week, um, it does look like he's starting to be the Andrew Luck that we all are used to seeing, uh, playing at a high level. So, I think that continues this week. Um, You know, it's always a luxury when you don't have to worry about number ninety-nine having to worry about where he's lined up because he's in street clothes for the rest of the year. So,
2: you don't don't have to plan for him if
0: you're Andrew Luck. Yeah, so you don't have to plan for him at all. So I'm sure. Uh, those offensive coordinators and, and staff in Indianapolis uh, slept well last night. So um I, I like uh I think I like the Colts at home as well, but uh Houston I think is good offensively so I need to keep it close. Uh in the end though I think the Colts uh squeak out a W.
2: I think the only way they win this game is Houston runs the football. If they don't run the football, um, they're just not going to get the win. Now, listen, folks, the Indianapolis Colts defense is god-awful, and that's where you can beat them right up the middle because they're a horrible – first of all, they're a horrible tackling football team. And second of all, if you can get any kind of running game up the middle is where they're going to have success. Yeah,
0: and they have the guy to do it. I mean, Lamar Miller is is, is a – I mean, he's not a guy that you would typically expect to be a a, a bruiser up the middle, but um, I mean, the speed that he has, he, you probably don't have to worry too much about him getting hit. I mean, he's so he's he's fast enough to get through those holes pretty quickly. So, um, I think I think you do have a good point there. Um, you know, use Lamar Miller um, to you know run right up the gut and 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 make some things happen.
2: If Brock Osweiler beats you, somebody that defensive coordinator needs to be fired uh, for Houston, just the way it is. You, you just you, you, you all right for Indianapolis. You cannot let this this team score against uh, in that, that that secondary. The secondary is god awful. It's horrible. Last last game on tap, As we got five minutes left to go, the Jets. Monday night, take on the Cardinals. Todd Bowles makes his way back to the Arizona Cardinals play. The Arizona Cardinals, they need this game. They're tough at home. The Jets, I'm sorry, they're 1-4 and four for a reason, Cuervo. And whether or not Todd Bowles is going to be able to get his guys up there ready to go and, and to play this game you know, for him or whatever the case may be, desperation time, the Arizona Cardinals, they have to get this victory to stay in within striking distance against the Seattle Seahawks, um, and th- again, back to the fact in Glendale, Arizona, this Arizona Cardinal team is tough to to uh, get a victory against this year. Though they've proven that they can give up that game at home, so this is a tough one. Even though the Jets are one and four, this is not a horrible football team, especially defensively. They just can't get anything going offensively. So I'm not sure. What do you think about this game, Cuervo?
0: Well, you know, Sonny. Losing Eric Decker for the Jets, that's a a big one. Big one. That's a big loss for the Jets. Um, So now you're asking Brandon Marshall to to almost carry his weight on top of what he's expected to do as the number one receiver on that football team. And, you know, that – it makes me want to pick Arizona just for that reason, Sonny. But, you know, I think think the Jets still have enough offensively with, with Marshall and Forte. And, uh, I mean, even Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, as long as he doesn't throw six interceptions like he did a couple weeks ago, then um, I think I think the Jets have a good chance to win this game. And on top of that, I think Todd Bowles, and maybe no one's talking about it, maybe there's – I think he's got a chip on his shoulder, you know, as far as proving that maybe he should have had an opportunity to be the head coach. And that's nothing against Bruce Arians. Nothing against Bruce Arians at all. but. I just think that, um, you know, I, I think you know, Bowles would like to go into Arizona and get them and, get, you know, walk out with a victory against his old team.
2: Ten interceptions. I mean, you know, and six of those picks were against the Chiefs. They lost. So, you know, those those numbers – and by the way, uh, Fitzpatrick graduated from Gilbert High School over there in Arizona for all the people listening in Arizona. Yeah, so you you look at that and you you got, you know, kind of a little hometown going on, but I like the Cardinals in this game. I like what they can do. But one thing that they had better do and that is not to give up the big play. And the Cardinals have been giving up big plays here this year, Cuervo, and you know, just as much as I would like to be able to see a football team get set, get started and start winning to make a difference in this division, I'm right there with uh-huh. you, Cuervo. This game scares me because really when you think about all the intangibles of the game with Arizona being a home with Palmer, you know, uh-huh. if he's going to play better, you know, and the defense of this football team, if they can just close down one guy on the wide receiver position, they should win this football game. But this year they've been suspect in Arizona. So that's when you look at this game, you got to well, ask yourself the question, do they have enough firepower i think the um the x factor i guess if you want to call it is david johnson running the football
0: and and you very well could be right sonny but i'll tell you this as much as and you know i love arizona cardinals defense yes i've always liked it i've been a fan of their defense but i'm selling my stock on the arizona cardinals defense it's not i just don't see that 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 explosiveness that I've seen the past few years. Coincidentally, it's been ever since Todd Bowles left that defense. So um, that, that's what leads me to believe that uh, the Jets could win this game because number one, they're not what they used to be. And number two, if there's anybody that knows that defense it's Todd Bowles. He knows all the strengths and weaknesses of that, of that secondary of that front seven Uh, you know, everything about that Cardinals defense, Todd Bowles still knows. So, um, that That's why I'm going on the side of the Jets, you know, just because I think they can expose that defense uh, on top of the fact that they're they're on a decline already. I mean, you can see it in the way they play. So that, that's why I'm taking the Jets in this game.
2: I'm taking the Jets too, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. It's just real simple. And I want to pick the Cardinals. I just can't do it. They lost the, both of their offensive guards on this football team uh, out to injury the secondary guys coming up they're playing okay but when you lose your starters right there and you're protecting an older quarterback you tend to give up some things and you you look at Todd Bowles Todd Bowles is going to be all over Carson Palmer like white on right so it's not going to be good I think in Arizona this is the game where I'm right there is you know, I built it up for picking the Arizona Cardinals I just can't see it happen, and the reason why I can't see it happening is because they are missing key key dudes right there on that offensive line, which will end up hurting Bruce Arians and the Arizona Cardinals to get the win. I think they lose by a field goal. This one's going to be close there, Cuervo.
0: I think you're right, Tony. I, I, I'm with you. A field goal, I, I would actually, I'd say probably the Jets by, by six. I'm, I'm going to say by six.
2: And yeah, so it should be a very, very interesting game as we get going here. So um, it it it's gonna be a fun one. I I don't know, but we're gonna you know we're gonna find out. As red zone's gonna start up here in 30 minutes. We did two and a half hours. I gotta go get my kid from the airport, so I'm gonna go do that. And thank Cuervo for joining us even for a little bit. Get his picks in here for this week's. Uh, uh, week number six in the NFL. Cuervo, have fun. If your Bears don't lose or the Bears don't win, which they won't, at least you have the Cubbies to watch later on this afternoon.
0: Yeah, you're right, Sonny. But uh, but the smack talk shall commence in our in our in our chat uh, Facebook chat.
2: I'm sure it will because uh, I just can't let it go <laughs> by um, too much without that. So <laughs> that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Like to thank Cuervo for getting in, also Charvin for getting in for a little while. This is Sunny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We're out of here. Hope everybody has a good day. And I just realized that my man Bill Cerna has been on listening. Thanks for giving us a listen as he's over in Arizona. Uh, sorry I didn't get you in. I didn't see you in time, my friend. Sorry about that. So that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Everybody have a good day. Enjoy Sunday's games. We're out of here. Bye-bye.